Hey everybody, this is Dee Dee Russell Lafrac. I'm coming to you from the downtown San Francisco Tenderloin District. This is your daily unfiltered, uncensored podcast, San Francisco Dam, for July 6th, 2020. Goodness gracious, wow. First, as always, thank you for coming along on this daily performance art psychodramatic podcast. It's a short podcast under 10 minutes. I have one podcast that's longer than 10 minutes. It's demystifying uh, Black America's 50-year mass fatherlessness epidemic. You might want to listen to that. It's called Happy Grandmother's Day. That was for uh, Father's Day. Haha. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Today's podcast, you know, I thought long and hard about this, and it will probably be a three-part podcast, and I, it's my right to talk about this. Sometimes, you know, as a biologically born Black, sexist, womanist, bohemian trophy widow. I will repeat, sexist, womanist, bohemian trophy widow. Sometimes people would try to white-splain things that I would say. But, you know, one of the benefits of all this Black Lives Matter brouhaha is nobody is stepping to me being a fake, phony liberal anymore. They got their reality check. They're afraid to try to white-splain to Black people. Well, I could appreciate that benefit. So I'm here to talk about San Francisco's enabled... Black street junkie problem. Yeah, there I said it. Enabled black street junkie problem. Now, I am originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I remember when I came out to San Francisco the first time in the 80s. It was beautiful. What I noticed immediately in the city were the black street junkies. Now, it was nothing like it is now. But in several districts, you would see these black, primarily black male street junkies. And it was so weird to me. Like in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, you didn't have that. They they weren't hanging out on the street. They weren't enabled by the government. The police would pick them up or they'd go to their father's house, their uncle's house, but not in San Francisco. It's enabled. I, I always found it very odd. And I would talk to my black friends about it. And some black women, you know, total enablers, they'd say, well, that's black culture, men on the corner. It's an African thing. I said, ain't nothing African about Negroes harassing women, children, seniors, disabled. I've always been, I've had the same platform. I haven't changed very much. But it would be a few black single mothers of sons that would tell me it was okay. They couldn't change my mind because a woman like me has always been their collateral damage. And like I said, this will probably be a three-part series of the uh, San Francisco enabled Black Street Junkie problem. I'll, I'll Today, I'll focus on the Tenderloin. I've lived in different neighborhoods in the Tenderloin, uh, different streets. I'm, I'm not going to say where I live now. I used to live on the 500 block of Larkin, had a cute studio apartment. And then I say I slash we... We lived on Geary at Leavenworth, and then we lived Geary at Taylor. And in all those neighborhoods, you just see black street guys on the corner. And it would bug me because I know white people. My best friend was a white man, my soulmate. We lived together over 25 years, okay? And so I know white people. And he and I would talk about this. He's like, why don't these guys go home? Why don't they? Why are they out on the street? And I talk about it too, like... Why are they out on the street? And we had to 
finally come to the realization is because that's how San Francisco likes it. Because the city wanted every single homeless person on the street in San Francisco could be removed, but they are not because that's the way the city wants it. Particularly, though, for me as a black woman, I'm bothered and, as I said, collateral damage from these knucklehead Negroes, junkies on the street. Now, some of you listening, if you've never listened to my platform before, I demystify a lot of things. That means I break it on down. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to soft soap. I'm not a phony liberal. I'm a libertine. I am a libertine. I am no longer a liberal. I am a, um, I'm a moderate. So they get a uh, head pats from the liberals. The liberals, white liberals in San Francisco think they're doing something by allowing these black males to be on the street. They think they are helping the black family. Now, figure that out. How are you helping a family? By helping a father to keep his junkie cycle going on. Actually, that's destroying the black family because what he needs to do is get a, a bus ticket and go right back where he came from and hang out with his people and let his people take care of him. So as I'm talking about the white liberals in, in San Francisco, they think they're helping the black family by patting these knucklehead junkies on the head. Now, since it's COVID-19, they're... There is no hospitality. There's no restaurants open just for takeout. But in the heyday, man, these Negroes, they were like scamming, shucking and jiving. You guys know shucking and jiving? Let me demystify. Shucking and jiving is when you lie and con and get someone to feel sorry for you. You just lie. They shuck and jive. And I would be like out with people coming out of a bar or restaurant. There'd be the shucking and jive Negroes I've seen all over town old middle-aged junkies. I say, don't give him money. Oh, well, he's out here. And some would say, Didi, why are you, you know, they're just out here. You know, you got to be somewhere. I say, you know what? That's just like giving a pigeon a slice of Wonder Bread. He ain't going to go nowhere. And now, isn't it interesting? The majority of those fake liberals moved out of San Francisco. Yeah, the same ones that were padding the primarily Black male junkies on the head, giving them $5 donations. Man, they live in Northern California now. Do you see how that works out? I know, I need some silence around here. So for me, living in the Tenderloin now, and I am a widow. Rest in peace, Richard LaFrac, my protective husband. He's cremated in a box. It took a few years for me to even talk about him without breaking down in tears. It's the hardest thing I ever experienced, complete and utter trauma. Uh, I'll go into that maybe, you know, do a deep dive on, on that. But he totally protected me. So I wasn't as victimized more now, more as I am now. And um, I do stay away from them. And a lot of people listening thinking, no, black people don't necessarily get along. These street black males do not get along with black women. I don't know. I don't care what you think you know and what you think you heard. I'm here to give you my perspective. They don't like me because I do not enable them financially. Okay. They like you guys because you're phonies who give them donations. And even now you're giving them donations. You give, you think you're helping them. No, you are well, actually, you're helping them to die on the street like a dog, all right? I have to bring this topic up because it's the behind-the-closed-door topic that San Franciscans talk about. I know you guys are talking about, like, 
you, I look at the videos. You're, you're videotaping all these freaks in your neighborhoods in the tents. Uh, it was this uh, one video on Stevenson Street, all black people. I'm like, what? Is, what? Where'd all these black people come from? San Francisco has a population, black population of 5%. 5%. So it points to me that black people have failed these black junkies. It's not necessarily, well, the white liberals are enabling them because the nonprofits get to have them in the system and, you know, let's help him. He's still on the street, but I keep my job because I'm, you know, quote, helping him, I roll. But black people have failed these black male junkies, one, for not shaming them for abandoning their families. They are not shamed. They think it's okay. Everybody is just like tiptoeing around these black male junkies on the street. Like they're afraid to tell it like it is. I will tell it like it is. It sucks, okay? That's it. So I'm going to do a part one and a part two. I had to spill my guts about this. I'm going to keep talking about it. I appreciate you listening. You can check me out at the San Francisco Dam Twitter page. Hey, guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco. Damn.